let's grab our Bibles out. Let's turn to Matthew chapter 14. We started a message uh, last week. I'm going to continue on throughout uh, something that is launching today. It is our 21 days of prayer and fasting. Let me try that again. It is our 21 days of prayer and fasting, or what I like to call fasting and prayer, because we used to call it prayer and fasting, and people majored on the prayer and minored on the fasting, and I said, hey, let's flip this. Let's now call it 21 days of fasting and prayer, lest you think it's just 21 days of prayer, right? Because we're going we're gonna to really focus this time in and talk about not just prayer, but talk about fasting. So let's go to the Word of God. If you have your Bibles today, Matthew chapter 14, and let's look at what the Word of God has to say concerning this is Jesus and, and, a, and a healing that took place. It starts in verse 14. It says, And when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, coming to Jesus, of course, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers severely. For he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Now watch Jesus' response. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. Now when Jesus said these words, he's talking to the disciples. He's not talking to the Father. He's now looking at the disciples that the man said could not cure the young boy. And he says, Yo, faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. And verse 18 says, And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Jesus says two things to his disciples, and we looked at this last week. He said, first of all, you don't have enough faith. He said, you are unbelieving. And then he said this, looking at his disciples, you're also perverse. He said, you are unbelieving and perverse, right? And then he called for the young boy to come to him, and Jesus rebuked the demon out, and the boy was healed instantly, right? And so they came to him later, these disciples that in front of everyone he called unbelieving and perverse, because they're probably talking amongst themselves and going, hey, you know, I didn't care for that a whole lot. That, that wasn't sweet Jesus that I, I knew, and we, we decided to follow, right? And so they came to him privately, not wanting to rebuke, be rebuked publicly again. And they said, Jesus, why couldn't we cast this demon out? Now, their confusion was brought about because there were certain times when they would pray for people and people would be healed. Right? So now they're confused. Right? If their prayer had never been answered, they'd be like, well, God, I, nobody ever answered my prayer anyway, you know. But they had some prayers answered. They had some faith. They had some level of faith, right? But at this point in their life, he looks at them and he said, you're unbelieving and you are perverse. And they came to him privately and said, hey, you called us unbelieving and perverse, what happened, and he actually says it to him again. He said, the reason why the boy wasn't healed, the reason why your prayer was not answered, right? 
The reason why you prayed this prayer and the prayer was not answered is because you lack the faith needed to have that prayer answered. And he said, you're perverse. In other words, Jesus is saying this. Listen to me, church. Here's the whole point. He's saying you are too disconnected from God and you're too connected to the world. You're unbelieving and you're worldly. And then he looks at them and he says this. However, this is later on in the chapter. However, this kind only comes out through prayer and fasting. This kind only comes out through prayer and fasting. Jesus said there are two answers to the two issues that you're facing. The first issue you're facing is you have unbelief. You're too disconnected from God. You lack the faith that is necessary. There's been a disconnect, right? And because of that disconnect, right, you've gotten disconnected from God. Because of that disconnected from God, you've developed unbelief. You've allowed doubt to come in. You've lacked the faith, right? And then Jesus said this, you're also too worldly. You're too perverse. You're too connected to the world. And the answer for that huh, is fasting. The answer for the need to be connected, that's prayer. You haven't spent enough time praying. You're trying to make a withdrawal. Listen to me, church. You're trying to make a withdrawal of faith and you haven't put a deposit in at the bank of prayer. You're trying to make a withdrawal of faith and you haven't put a deposit in. Huh? And then he said this, and you're too connected to the world. You need to sever some of those issues and things and, and choices that you're making, maybe relationships. And he says, it is through prayer and fasting that helps us overcome unbelief and perversity or worldliness. Hallelujah. So I tell you, as we start this 21 days, as we start and begin this 21 days, we have to understand that Jesus gives us right here in this scripture, he gives us an, an absolute answer to the issues that, that we're still facing today when we come against unanswered prayer, when we come against issues in our life. So last week we talked about Jesus' prayer life and how to develop a, a more vibrant prayer life. Because I don't think there's any of us that, that would be in this room, myself included, that would say, hey, my prayer life is good. I pray enough. I, I really don't need to pray anymore. In fact, I think I pray too much. I need to cut back on it. I need to spend a little more time binging on Netflix and, and social media. None of us would say that. All of us would say, I would like a deeper prayer life. I'd like to pray more. I'd like more intimacy with God. Hopefully that is our prayer. That's our desire today, right? And so we talked about how to develop that last week. Today, I want to talk to you about fasting. As we begin 21 days of fasting and prayer, I want to talk to you about what fasting does. Because if prayer, watch this, if prayer reconnects us to God, it is the fasting that disconnects us from the world. See, how does worldliness set in? Well, it starts with the disconnect. And it starts with the disconnect. All of a sudden, we, we don't spend time reading the word like we should. We're not reading the Bible. We'll go a week, two weeks. We won't even open the Bible. We won't think about the Bible, maybe even from Sunday to Sunday. We don't spend much time praying unless there's a crisis or we're praying over our food, right? 
We don't spend much time in our prayer closet. And so because of that, we've disconnected from God. We used to attend church on on a weekly basis or at least almost every week. And now it's maybe once a month, maybe twice a month at the most, right? So there's been this disconnect from God, right? And when the disconnect happens, listen to me, church. When the disconnect happens... It is automatic that we connect to the world, that worldliness begins to set in. And we start watching the wrong shows. We start listening to the wrong music. We start clicking on the wrong websites. All of this happens because worldliness begins to set in because we first disconnected from God. And fasting, listen to me church, fasting is the key that helps us disconnect and sever and get rid of the worldliness that is in. It is fasting that helps us overcome. It is fasting that causes us to deny ourselves. Fasting is what God has given us. It's this gift that he gives us. It is the choices that we make that cause worldliness and the choices that we make to overcome include fasting. It's fasting, right? We have to first disconnect from the world and then we have to, and then we first connect to God and then we have to disconnect from the world, right? See, the Bible says this, it says, submit to God and resist the devil. That's a picture of it right there. We submit to God in our prayer closet and then we resist the devil through fasting and disconnecting from the world. Listen, I remember, I know how worldliness works. It's sometimes a gradual thing. We don't often just jump jump into the deep end of the pool of worldliness. Usually we just step in one step at a time and we just begin to wade in. I remember, I remember vividly my first curse word. I could take you right now. I could drive you to the location. I could drive you straight over to Boynton Beach. I could drive you to Rosemary Avenue West. I could drive you to the exact place and sit you on the exact spot where I said my first curse word. I know. I know exactly what it was. I won't tell you what it was. I'm just telling you I know when it took place and where it took place. I was 12 years old. I was a Christian, I wanted to serve God, but I was hanging around all the wrong people, and I hung around these kids, these other guys, and they cursed like sailors. And because they cursed like sailors, that worldliness got on me. And I remember it so vividly because I'd never cursed in my life. Here I was kind of wanting to serve God, but still wanting to hang out and be popular. And I remember when I said the word, I literally covered my mouth. And all my friends just started laughing at me, making fun of me. Huh? I said my first curse word. And I remember conviction immediately hitting my heart. But, you know, many Christians will, will, will just use foul language casually. Not even in fits of anger. Not even in, in moments of rage. Just casually. And it's that worldliness that gets on us. It's the music that we listen to that we wouldn't have listened to when we've been in our prayer closet. It's the shows that we watch, right? That we never would have watched when we were intimate with God and closer to God. And now we allow movies and TV and and websites to visit our eyes and our ears and our minds. And they pollute. Listen, they pollute us. I saw a Christian article. I remember reading most of a Christian article. I couldn't even read the whole thing. Most of a Christian article that said this. Here's what it said. It said, does the nudity in Game of Thrones make it unwatchable for Christians? 
I couldn't believe the title of the article. You could search it out. I couldn't believe it. I thought if we're even asking that question, we're in trouble. Come on now, church. Am I right? If we're even asking the question, if the perversity and the nudity in the show makes it off limits for Christians, we are in trouble as a church. Come on now. Amen. We're too connected to the world. And so this is why we take the 21 days at this beginning of the year and we say, hey, listen, we got to disconnect from all the junk that attaches itself to our body. Fasting is cleansing ourselves of unworldliness. It is literally taking a spiritual bath. Listen, we don't bathe with our clothes on, right? We take the clothes off. We disrobe of, of the filthy clothes so that we can get clean, right? And that's what fasting is. Fasting is disrobing and getting rid of the filth and, and the dirt and saying, hey, I want these clothes of unrighteousness, this filth. I want these off of my life so that I can become clean and pure before God because I want God to do something this year he's never done in my life before. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen to what Isaiah says. Isaiah says this. When you lift up your hands in prayer, I will not look. Though you offer many prayers, I will not listen. For your hands are covered with the blood of innocent victims. Wash yourselves and be clean. Get your sins out of my sight and give up your evil ways. Listen to what Isaiah said. This is the first chapter of Isaiah. The first chapter of the prophecy, God immediately, before he says anything else in this book that's got over 50 chapters, before he said anything else, he says, listen, you pray many prayers, but I'm not listening because you're impure. You've disconnected from me and you're connected to the world and you have to disconnect from the world. That's why we take this 21 days. We say, God, I want my prayers answered. Is anybody with me, right? I want my prayers answered. I want God to hear my prayers. I want God not just to hear my prayers. Come on, somebody. I want God to answer my prayers. I want some answers to come this year, maybe even to prayers that you've prayed for years and maybe even decades. Hey, listen, church, it's time to get some answers. Hallelujah. Let's get some answers to some prayers. Amen. Because what we do here on earth matters. It matters. Listen, I, I got news for you. There is a seen world that you see with your visible eyes, but there is an unseen world that is even more real and more powerful than what you see. The Bible teaches this very clearly. There is an unseen spiritual world, and then there is the, the physical world that you see. All right? And so you have to understand these two worlds what you do here physically matters. It makes a difference in the spiritual realm. It does. It absolutely does. It makes a huge difference. See, we, we try to internalize everything sometimes. We just, we just feel like that God doesn't demand anything of us physically because after all, it makes no difference. So we internalize everything. We just think if I feel it, then, then I don't need to, to have any corresponding action. Right? We say, hey, listen, I feel like I love the Lord, so why do I really need to lift my hands when I worship? 
Why do I really need to lift my hands when I worship? I feel like I love the Lord, so I don't really need to lift my hands. Huh? I feel like I'm humble before God. I feel like I, I'm humble, so why do I need to fast? Or why do I need to come to an altar? Why do I need to get on my knees? Because I, I feel like I'm humble. I feel like God's first in my life. I sang Jesus is the center, of course, under my breath. I really didn't sing it out loud. I just sang it under my breath. But I feel like he's first in my life. So why do I need to tithe? Why do I need any corresponding physical response? I feel it. So we think to ourselves, if I feel it, then feelings is okay. I'm here to tell you, church, listen to me. God wants action. I said he wants action. Hallelujah. He doesn't just want feelings. Don't tell me God knows my heart. Listen, God sees your actions. Hallelujah. And sometimes, listen to me, church, he demands of us, requires of us a physical act, right? A physical act here on this earth so that there can be a spiritual response. Woo, hallelujah. And fasting is just that. It is a physical act. It's a physical act here on this earth where we push away from the table, we abstain from food for a period of time, and when we do that physical act, there is a spiritual corresponding action. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's why 21 days of fasting and prayer is exciting. That's why the first time I said, we have 21 days of fasting and prayer, nobody said amen. I had, to, I had to encourage you guys a little bit to just help you along because your flesh doesn't want to do it. But listen, that's just the physical part of you. There's a bigger part of you called your spirit that on the inside is going, whoo, I can't wait for this 21 days. Hallelujah. You just can't wait. Amen. Hallelujah. You're so excited. You may not look it, but I can see it on the inside of you. Hallelujah. You're excited. So listen, James chapter 4 says this. Verse 10 says, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord. Watch this. And he does what? He lifts you up. In other words, physically humble yourself. In other words, that's the physical action. Physically humble yourselves and you do your part. God does his part. Now, what does it look like, church, when he lifts you up? Whoo, hallelujah. The Amplified Version says he makes your life significant. Whoo, I like that. I said he makes your life significant. He lifts you up. You do the physical and he takes care of the spiritual side of it. Whoo, hallelujah. Daniel chapter 10, I want you to look at this, man. This is an incredible, incredible verse. I'll put it up here on the screen for you. Daniel chapter 10, verse 2 says this. In those days, I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. I ate no pleasant food, no meat or wine came into my mouth, nor did I anoint myself at all till three whole weeks were fulfilled. This is Daniel. He said, I took three weeks 21 days, 21 days. He said, I took 21 days. And he said this, and watch this, catch this word because I highlighted it for you. 
I ate no pleasant food. Some translations say desirable food. Some translations say choice food. The New King James says, I ate no pleasant food. For three weeks, for three weeks he did that. He fasted what is now known as the Daniel fast. He fasted for three weeks. He ate no pleasant food. Huh? And so at the end of three weeks, watch this. Daniel gets an angelic visitation. An angelic visitation. Now watch what it said. This is what it says. This is verse 10, suddenly down. Now the down in the chapter. Suddenly a hand touched me, which made me tremble on my knees and on the palm of my hands. And he said, this is what the angel said. And he said to me, this is the angel speaking. Oh, Daniel, man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak to you and stand upright, for I have now been sent to you. Now watch this, watch this. I highlighted that word, oh man, greatly I highlighted the word beloved because it's the exact same word, the same Hebrew word, the exact same Hebrew word that we saw in Daniel uh, chapter 10, verse two, verse two earlier in this chapter. It's the same word. He said, uh, greatly beloved, I've now been sent to you. Then down in verse 10, he said, or, or he said, I've, I've, I've eaten no desirable or pleasant food. And the angel said, said, oh, Daniel, man, greatly. And you could translate it like this, desirable. It's the same word. Watch this, watch this. What Daniel is saying, this chapter teaches us, is that Daniel said, I have pushed away from that which I've desired. And I have become to God greatly desired. Did you see that? I've pushed away from those things I desired. And the angel said, Daniel, because you have pushed away from that which is desirable, you're a man who is now greatly desirable. Ooh, hallelujah. Listen to me. This is why it says in the word of God, listen, everybody's loved right? For God so loved the whole world. And then it says this, many are called, right? But it says also, but few are chosen, right? And Daniel said, I have pushed away from choice food, desirable food, pleasant food. And in return, I have become desirable. I've become chosen. I've become pleasurable to God. Hallelujah. In 21 days of pushing away from that which his flesh desires, all of a sudden he gets heaven's full attention. Hallelujah. He gets heaven to notice. And Daniel is now greatly desired by God because he pushed away from those things which he desires. What's going to happen to you when you push away? Listen to me, church. When you push away from that which your flesh desires, huh? God's going to begin to put his spotlight on you. He loves you just the way you are. Fasting does not get him to love you anymore. Do you hear me, church? He loves you incredibly. He loves you immensely. You cannot get him to love you anymore through good deeds, and, and you're saved by grace. Do you hear me now? Right? You're saved. Your salvation is secure. Fasting doesn't get you saved. But according to the word of God, fasting gets heaven's attention. It absolutely, clearly gets heaven's attention. 
Hallelujah. It doesn't change God, but it gets God's attention. Did you hear me now? Fasting doesn't change God's mind, but it gets God's attention. Hallelujah. It gets God's attention. Here's what I want to I do for you today. I want to talk to you about some information that we have at the table. On your way out today, actually, you'll, you'll get a couple things. There's a table back there uh, right outside the lobby that's got all sorts of information on fasting. It's got information on the Daniel fast. It's got information on, on what fasting is. It's got, it's got prayers. If, if you were here last week or if you caught the podcast, listen to me. There's a prayer guide out there that follows along towards the end of that sermon where I talked about praying the Lord's Prayer. There's a prayer guide you could pick up right at that table out there. There's a, a, a set of prayers called the Pauline prayers, the prayers that Paul prayed. I pray those over my family every day of my life. I pray the, the Pauline prayers over my life, my family's life. Right? But we also have this card for you, and it just simply says at the very top, My Fasting Journey 2020. My Fasting Journey 2020. And here's what it says it says, I am fasting for. And there's a verse up here from 1 Samuel where David said, as he was about to face Goliath, and he was being ridiculed and he was being criticized, and he says this Is there not a cause? Isn't there a reason? why I'm doing what I'm doing. And let me tell you, as you start the fast here today, listen to me, there's a reason I hope you're doing what you're doing. There's a reason behind all the, the, the things that you're pushing away from. There's a reason why you're connecting to God in a greater way and disconnecting from the world. There's a reason, right? I've got my reason. I know exactly what it is, exactly what it is. And so it's not just to deny ourselves. That's the main thing. Listen, we deny ourselves. We, we disconnect from the world. That's through fasting. But listen, there can be a greater reason, that, or, or, or another reason, I should say. There could be another reason why you're fasting, something that you've been praying for, that you need an answer for, right? And so I want you to put that. It says right here at the top, I am fasting for. Just write it on this card, and you put this card in your Bible. You, you put it, you, you, listen, tape it to the fridge door. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on now. Just tape it to the fridge door. Put it on the TV. Just tape it right in front of the TV right there. Hey, the 21 days, I'm, I'm staying away from that. Put it on the computer. Put it whatever it is. Put it wherever you need to put it. And then it says this, it gives you three types of fast. I want to show you this slide because three types of fast that I'm going to promote this 21 days. The first one is the Daniel fast. And if you're here today and, and you either, number one, have to take food because of medication or there's some issue in your life where you, you, you know, through, because of insulin levels or different things that you have to have food, the Daniel fast is an incredible option for you, and there's a whole paper out there at the table that gives you all the information you need to know. You can Google Daniel fast. You don't have to even read that. You can find information on Daniel fast. It's easy to find, and it's where you just choose vegetables, fruit, and water, and there's a little more to it than that, but that's kind of the basics of the Daniel fast, right? The basics of the Daniel fast. Or there's a partial fast. If you're new to fasting, if you're new to Christianity, if you've never fasted before, this is a great way to start where you do a partial fast, where you just cut out one food group. 
I know there's a man who comes to church here and he, years ago, we've been doing this probably 12 years as a church and the first year we did it, he cut out all sugar, just no sugar for 21 days and he just kept that up for, the, for years and years and years and so whether you want to cut out a meats or you want to cut out a, a food group, you want to cut out some, something that you love, sweets all together or, or, or sugar, just, just cut it out. That's a great way to start. Now, if you're here today and you've been saved a while or you've fasted before, you've been attending this church for a while, listen, I want to encourage you to do a full fast. Full fast. Where you go the whole meal or the whole day with water only. And, uh, and, it's, and it's not easy. Just try it. By 10 o'clock in the morning, you'll think rigor mortis is about to set in and you're going to die. You're going to be dead and you're not going to make it. You'll be hungrier than you've ever been hungry in the history of the world. You'll be offered food. You'll find food. I mean, crazy things happen when you try to fast. But start there. So at the bottom, you'll just put, I'm going to do a Daniel fast, a full fast, or partial fast. I'm going to do it uh, this many times a day, this many times a week, or you just write other. It's between you and God. And listen, this card is between you and God. This doesn't go on social media. Don't take a picture of it and say, hey, I'll be off social media for the next 21 days because I'm going to seek the Lord. Listen, you got your reward. Praise the Lord. But listen, if you want God's attention, then this is between you and God. Fasting is very personal. It's between you and God. And listen, tonight, tonight, because we start meeting every night. We meet now every night at 7 o'clock. Bring your winter sweater. Come on. Bring your boots and come on out. 7 o'clock here tonight. Now, to come at 7 o'clock every night, I understand not everybody can make every night. So we've had people come every night. The only night we don't meet is Saturday. So Sunday night through Friday night, we meet from 7 to 8 o'clock. Fridays, we go a little longer. But we are diligent about ending at 8 o'clock. We end at 8 o'clock because I know that there's things to do. Which means you've got to get homework done early, parents. You've got to put a crock pot on for the kids if they're eating. You've got to do something. You've got to run through the fast food lane and, and then pray through the whole lane that you're going to make it. right? Just pray through the whole lane. Pray in tongues the whole time, just driving. So whatever it is that you have to do, be diligent to get here as often as you can. But watch this. Come tonight. Tonight is very important. Come tonight as we kick it off. It's important to come tonight. Here's why. I said this last week. I said tonight I'm going to be teaching about how to activate angels through prayer and fasting. And listen, the angelic world is just as real as what you see with your eyes. In fact, it's more powerful, more real, because everything you see comes from the spiritual world. So we don't worship angels, but we don't ignore them either. And watch, watch as I teach tonight on how to activate angels and to get them to do your fighting for you. Hallelujah. Amen. Now I want to let you listen. I want to list one more scripture. Give it to you today, because if you're a parent here today, I really feel like God's given me this for this particular year, 2020. Ezra chapter eight, verse 21 says this. Then I proclaimed a fast there at the river of Alava, Ahava, that we might humble ourselves before our God to seek from Him the right way for us and for our little ones. And all our possessions. I don't know about you, but this 21 days, it's not just about me. 
I'm going to ask Pastor Mark to come. Listen to me, church. It's not just about me. It's about my children, future grandchildren, don't have any wet yet, can't wait to have them. And here's what I want. Listen, moms and dads, listen, grandparents, great-grandparents here today. I want my children to be desirable. I want to be desirable to God. I want to be chosen by God. But you know what I also want? Deep down in my heart and my soul, I want my children to be desired by God. I want my family to be desired from God. And the reason why I fast, listen, Ezra said this, we are fasting not just to make a way for us. It's not just about us. It's about the children as well. It's about the little ones, he said. It's not just about us. If we make it and the little ones don't, we failed. I want to make it, but I want my kids to make it with me. I want to be chosen by God. I want to be desirable from, for, uh, to God. But I also want my children and my children's children to come. I want them to be desirable to God. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah.